As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from a bunker in the middle of southwest Missouri, there are three people waiting to talk about movies. Will they survive? Will they be rescued? It's Sif Pop Podcast. I hope we're rescued. I all of a sudden I felt like maybe this was our what is what is it called in the Martian? The the it's not Soul? the limb. No, souls are days. Yeah. I can't remember. It was like the limb or something. No, that's like Apollo 13. I can't remember. Anyway, the, the name of the ship? Yeah, like the place where he was Hermes? like. Hermes? No, no, Ares is the name. Ares. Ares. Well, Ares was the name of the. This is a Mars? great. Way, this is a great way to start the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we didn't actually see the movie. What? <laughs> could be, could it's be. a Shyamalan Aaron, movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> welcome, welcome to Sift Pop. We're going to talk The Martian and Heroes Reborn. Uh, as always, uh, I'm Aaron. Danae is here as well, and joining us for our rotating geek uh, this week is Andrew from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Uh, welcome back, man. It's great to have you in the room. I have a blast every single time I'm here, so thank you. Andrew said that you have a story for us right off the bat. Yes, a little catch-up of what's been going on with me. So we went and saw The Martian last night, mm-hmm. and I work the night shift at work, so as soon as I'm done with you guys at the movies, I have to go directly to work. And where I work is a uh, stainless steel factory that's actually being shut down right now. And whenever a factory like this gets shut down, you have to be very careful of people breaking in to steal all the stuff that's being left behind. Oh, yeah. So <gasps> when I get there... Did you catch a burglar last night? <laughs> when I got there, right next to the plant, there's a wooded area like a big force and stuff. So as I'm pulling in, I look over to the wooded area and there's a car parked in the woods trying to hide. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh man, if I'm going to get in there and the cops are going to, I'm going to have to call the cops to sweep the plant to make sure nobody's there. I walk up to the door. The alarm's not set. The (gasps) doors are unlocked. I'm like, great. So I do call the police to come check out the area. And I say, Hey, there's a car parked in the woods. There's not, I'm supposed to be the only one here to make sure everything's being okay. So the cops come to check out on this car and they're looking in the car and I'm in the building 
But I'm doing that thing that every single person does is where they'll look out the window, they'll peek just to watch to see what the cops do. Right, of course. <laughs> and yeah, we all want to watch what the cops are doing. So I'm watching the cops and he's looking in the car and then all of a sudden he jerks and he shines his light into the woods. <gasps> and he's like, oh my, oh man, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> is it, is it going to be like a meth addict or is, it, is, there a, is there a drug deal going on? Did I just catch the Springfield cartels and the act of selling heroin? Yes. All I'm of sure. a sudden, and I swear to God, this is a true story. Gandalf the Grey <laughs> comes walking out of the woods, staff in hand, Are long you beard. Right now? Swear this really happened. I called the cops on some 17-year-old cosplayers who were playing in the woods, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Bravo! Bravo! I felt so bad because I could see myself doing that. Oh, my god! And I just terrified these poor well, children. Don't feel bad because the experience points that they gained after that cosplay, live-action role-play moment, mm -hmm. they probably all leveled up after... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. After the cop encounter... They probably split up mass XP, mm. and they and they're now you know moving up in their levels. So don't feel bad. How does Gandalf the Gray react to being uh, pulled out of the woods by the cops? He throws off his gray robe and becomes <laughs> Gandalf the White. You shall not arrest me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he puts his staff down. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, man! What a great story. That is yeah. that is a great way to start the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We love having you along. Uh, we're excited to talk uh, the Martian movie. Yeah, as and? well as the TV show Heroes Reborn over the course of this hour. Mm -hmm. uh, you can tune in, obviously, live on Mixler when we do this every Friday at noon central. Uh, that's M-I-X-L-R dot com. You can also download the Mixler app, so it's right there on your mobile device, and listen to us live and chat with us. We have several people. Uh, I see Brenton. I see Bonnie. I see Humberto. And Victor. And I see Victor. I'm so excited that Victor's here today. I see Jennifer. I see Caleb. Can't Lots of you. It. Uh, hanging out live in the chat. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, also, you can join us today live on Periscope if you want to kind of see what's going on. The connection's not that fantastic. Yeah. Well, I was about to you ask know. what the audio is like because obviously our audio equipment's not set up for the Periscope. So. Correct. Correct. It's just kind of a live look in. and You can peek in on the world of. Yeah. And you won't. you actually won't even hear all of the audio. Because it's, you know, run through the board and the board isn't run through the phone, that kind of thing. So, But yeah. if you wanted to tune in that way, you certainly could. See our pretty faces. And, and of course the podcast. And of feed. course the podcast. Subscribe to Sift Pop, S-I-F-T-P-O-P in iTunes or Stitcher. We have gathered there. here today mm -hmm. to talk about The Martian. We're going to play a little clip for you from the movie to get us kicked off here. This is when you would actually be staring at Mars, right? Okay. That at some point, <laughs> everything's gonna go south on you. Ready? And you're gonna say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go. Yeah. Now you can either accept that, <laughs> or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates. And to NASA. And to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Surprise. <laughs> so that's Matt Damon as the man who is stranded on Mars. And then what happens after that? Uh, the movie uses a lot of ingenuity, uh, science, those kind of things to help this man survive on his own and... 
stranded on a planet far, far away. So we're going to start off with our basic overall takeaways from the movie The Martian. And then after this podcast finishes, we'll actually do a little deeper conversation with some spoilers. And you can find that in the Sif Pop podcast feed. So what did you think, Aaron? Uh, Overall, I am in the loved it category. Um, I thought this was an amazing film. I had a great time. Uh, The performances are great. I think, um, well, we'll get into more details in a little bit. Andrew, what about you? Movie of the year. Wow. We added a category. So far. Wow. Because there are a few movies I can think of that could possibly trump this one. But so far, right now, movie of the year. Mm -hmm. Mine's still inside out. Just saying. Go ahead, Danae. I loved it. I didn't know that I would like it. I mean, it's another survival movie. We went from Everest to Mars. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know, so it's like, oh, here we go again. Another, you know, survival thing. I didn't know if I would enjoy it. Uh, but I really, really had a good time in this There's movie. There's something about survival movies. There's something about just the perseverance, watching somebody persevere, problem solve, figure their way out of something that is really engaging and interesting, don't you think? Yeah, but for me, I think it was more than that. Like, it wasn't just survival. Because the survival story kind of spoke to me, I guess, the takeaway for this one would be definitely perseverance, you know? Mm-hmm. Unity, perseverance. Those are kind of like the big sort of takeaways from the movie when you're walking out at least for me it was an interesting type of unity and maybe we can get into that more with spoilers but it's not like a unanimous type of unity it's a we're all working together even though we have different opinions you know type of unity and may want to do different things but i loved that it was smart and it kept the story moving and didn't get boring and i was laughing throughout it there were several times when i really found it to be super humorous which was a relief because I didn't know if it was going to be just, you know, some dude on a hot planet just crying his face off all the time. And I'm interesting, uh, interested, Andrew, to hear what you thought about the humor as well, because that's what I was going to get into when I started going to details. For me, that is the crux of uh, why this movie works, because mm-hmm. the humor is you spend so much time with this man. you got to like him. Right. Right. You have to like that's him. that's the hope. And so if he had been annoying to be with. It would have been a whole different movie, but you you loved this man because he was so funny and even in a situation kept his sense of humor. I'm so handsome. You know, <laughs> Matt Damon's just so handsome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very handsome man. He, even even if he's completely emaciated, <laughs> he's still got that, that handsome face. So what else you guys think uh, other things that you loved in the movie? There are no helicopters on Mars. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. That's for the spoiler podcast. We can't talk about that right now. Um, going back to what you're saying about the humor. Um, I, I told you guys earlier, I have read the book before, and that is the main takeaway from the book as well, is the fact that this character in the face of insurmountable odds still finds it within himself to have that rock star mentality of it doesn't matter what situation how dire it can be i know i'm smart enough to get out of whatever this planet can throw at me i was interested to talk to you andrew and ida joined us for the movie last night as well both of you have actually read the book and so ida took time to chat with me i called her we talked after uh during my drive home and she said that they followed the book really well, and she would consider it one of her best adapted book-to-film movies that she's ever seen. Oh, wow. That's yes. a great conversation. I would love to get into that conversation 
Um, and since we're there, let's go ahead. Uh, you're the only one in the room who's read the book. Would you agree with that assessment? So do you remember yesterday when we were periscoping how I said I can see them cutting out certain parts of the movie just yeah. for time? They did not cut out a sentence of that book. Well, it that's was, not possible. No, I'm serious. Like every single that's thing. That's not possible. Every joke, everything. I remember, wait, they didn't cut that out? I figured they would have cut that out for time. I figured they would was have cut the out this. Was the book 20 pages long? Like you just can't, you it's can't an, include it's everything. It's an eight hour audio book. So uh-huh. you can cut down an eight hour audio book to make a two hour movie uh-huh. because of descriptors and stuff like that. Yeah. They Every single wow. thing in that book was in the movie. And I'm like, she said wow. the only thing that she realized that they really kind of left out is that they condensed a part of the timeline. There's a there's a moment in time whenever you've got uh, Matt, he's kind of surviving on the planet, <laughs> and of course he's going to come across some trouble. You it can completely expect that. And at one of those trouble is here moments, they had combined a couple of things together into like one, you know, bad thing went down. And let's just be honest, Thankfully, they did combine it because it's a two and a half hour long movie. You didn't feel it. I I felt it one time majorly, just once. I didn't. I was like, man, I just got like I just hit some sort of wall, and then I'm like, well, it is like nine thirty at night, and I'm only <laughs> I've still got an hour to go. I felt the length a little bit. Uh, there were That's a couple moments, but I but I, not in a bad way. But not in a bad way. Yeah. I just I was aware of it. I was aware that it was going longer. Uh, in some movies that are two and a half hours. I don't feel that. Some movies I, I blink and it's over, and this wasn't that way. I was aware of the time, but it may have just been the purposeful pacing of the way they were telling the story, right? which I think was important, and I think they, they did that well. We so. have a lot of comments coming up in our chat. Anything that you want to bring attention to? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? I can't read it. It's bothering me because today I'm in charge oh, do of Periscope. Do I need to read you all well, the comments? I uh, want to know. The BDG said that it's a movie. Yeah, I agree with you. You don't feel your bladder during the entire movie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two and a half hours, you don't. That's actually true. Yeah. I was I was glad. I wonder if we're on the cool selfie stick tripod thing, says people from Periscope. Yes, <laughs> yes. you actually yes, are. you are on the cool Absolutely, selfie stick you are. tripod thing. <laughs> um, so uh, here's an interesting point when you guys talk about the... Um, uh, for me, the book-to-movie thing, mm-hmm. I thought I felt some book-to-movie problems. What's interesting is you're saying there were none, but I felt like there were times where I was like, whoa, that was a big jump in time. What happened during all that? St-? Like, you know, there was there were these moments I felt like, oh, they must have condensed there, and I wish I knew more about that. You mean that. like the biggest time jump that we see kind of towards months. the, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. There were a couple times, actually, where I felt that way, and I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, it it's, was a book. It's pure repetition. There's it, a few, Going through yeah. the same act every single day, you don't want to, you can condense repetition sure. over a timeline. Sure. I didn't mind that big time advance because we're dealing with, you know, like space rescue and months and calculations about how if if something comes from Earth and gets to Mars, how long does it take and all this stuff. So there's like a lot of calculations going on. So I didn't mind the, the condensing of time in some ways, but I did in others. And one of the things that bothered me was actually the ending. The ending still hasn't quite sat with me. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. I can't wait to talk about that on the spoilers. Now, but we'll wait. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about that. By the way, if you uh, want to be able to check out the spoilers, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. They'll be in that feed. Uh, and that again is Sift Pop at iTunes or Stitcher. So, any other negatives uh, that you guys, you know, kind of 
thought in the movie? I mean, you say movie of the year, so you probably didn't have much that you didn't like about it. Um, trying to think. I do remember there being some negatives. Uh, one of them is they kind of what I loved about the book so much, and I am able to be. I am able to say this is a movie and this is a book, and I'm able to differentiate the two and see them both as their own item. But the one thing I really wish they had put in the movie is he goes into Andy Weir, I mean, the writer of this, Mm -hmm. of the book. He goes into so much detail about math and science and how that is what keeps Mark Watney going. And they didn't really do it as much as as I would have liked. I think you can feel it, though. And that's one of my favorite things about the movie. It's really intellectual. Is it's really smart. And you can feel that there's science underneath it, even if they don't explain it all. You can really feel that that they they did their homework on a lot of this stuff. I walked away and I periscoped on the way home. Uh, I've decided to start doing that so I can talk about my thoughts with people. Um, I know somebody else who does that. Yeah. (laughs) And one of the really cool things I landed on was I felt like this movie could be a real like Everest was real, and I feel like this could be a real. That's exactly they, what I'm they saying. Truly thought things through on such a deep level, and we're watching them. Um, so I, they did dumb it down from what I'm understanding. Understanding yeah. as far as like when you're reading it, you're reading calculations, you're reading all that stuff. So, um, well, that was my exact thought coming out. Was I feel like this could have been based on a true story, even though we know for sure it wasn't. We yeah. haven't been to Mars. But it <laughs> felt like a based on a true story movie. I actually was talking to somebody before I got here, and they asked me, is it based on a true story? <laughs> no, and, they oh, didn't. Wow. And I was like, wow. you do realize humans don't know how to go to Mars yet. <laughs> there are like, We're working on it. Well, there's, there's so many <laughs> issues that humans face right now with how to get to Mars. We don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. And well, this what are some of those issues? The main, the main issue. Let's solve them right now. Okay, the three of us. Now. <laughs> there are two or three main issues right, why we're humans can't out. go to Mars. Okay. The main main issue right now is radiation poisoning. Okay. Because that is what the solar system is full of. Empty space is just pure radiation. The sun is throwing it off, and the 140 million mile journey from Earth to Mars you would die. The only way to combat that is to have your own atmosphere. And you have to build a ship that can rotate and create its own atmosphere. And we don't know how to do that yet. The other main issue, of course, is uh, gravity. When you're in space for that long, I think they said four years is what it takes to get from Earth to Mars. Four years in a zero-gravity environment, your muscles would deteriorate to nothing. So by the time you got there, you'd be a slug. You'd be like a soup. Yeah. Like a human soup. So why don't we deal with the radiation thing like on other space trips that we've taken, like to the moon and stuff? Because you're not there as long as what you would be. So there is radiation. It's just that it's exactly. it's low level. And so it's only over time that low level radiation would impact us? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So hazmat suit. Sol- solve that. And what was the other one? Gr- gravity? Gravity. Yeah. Uh, heavy shoes. All right. We're good. <laughs> heavy shoes. Aaron's done it, ladies and gentlemen. NASA, wow. I'm let's, right here. Let's go to Mars. Wow. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm just saying. If I'm thinking of anything else that I would want to mention before we move on from our just quick thoughts on the Martian, Mm -hmm. I am not smart enough to survive in most environments. (laughs) That's what Everest and the Martian back to back have taught you. Especially space. Like this was a, I already knew from Interstellar. I already knew from gravity. I know already that I would, I'm not cut out for space. Uh 
Yeah, we it. talked about this a little bit last night with my friends on the Periscope, but oh my goodness, I would, I would be a terrible addition to any space mission. <laughs> but would you do it? No, really? No, oh, I really I'd would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in. A, I you know cannot pass that. One hundred. I would absolutely pass it up. You one, can't. Oh. One hundred percent. I would die. Yeah. But that's the way to go, <laughs> right? That is, that is the not way. the way to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How many people can say, oh, yeah, that's my uh, grandfather. He died in space. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. The man makes a good point. No. The question was, would you rather like bungee jump or, you know, what would you do? Uh-huh. Oh, if you had space. to go to Everest or space, which one would you do? That kind uh-huh. of space. thing. I would never go to space. I can't. You'd I can't. climb Everest first? No. Okay. Every, I would I would I would just be like, oh look, look over there. I'd sneak out the back door. Anybody can die on Everest. That's not that special. <laughs> Hundreds of people. You have. realize this isn't talking about conquest. This is talking about how we're choosing to die because we right. would not make right. it. space. Yeah. I couldn't. Everest do it. would be a long drawn out death. Space I think would be immediate. Did you <laughs> Yeah Yeah. You'd either explode on the way up. Yeah. Especially if you lost your heavy shoes. In your oh. hazmat suit. I mean, you'll oh, be all man. over. That just seems like a terrifying... No, I I don't... No. No. I have no desire to go out onto a ship. I have no desire to go up in space. So let me it's ask you this. the final frontier. Let me ask you this. Did you identify with this man? Like, did you... Did the movie do a good job of putting you in his place? Like, where you're thinking, would I be able to do it if if I had his knowledge or At his know-how? every or... single turn, I was reminded the knowledge I do not possess. And I'm like, I would... If let's just in real life, uh-huh. apocalypse happens, something happens. I've got to go survive with people. Danae on her own doesn't make it. Danae with <laughs> friends who know how to grow crops, things like this. Like right. Ida, guys, just come find me and Ida. We will figure out how to survive together in space. Yeah. Like, no, it's just not going to happen. So I was able to identify that, yes, he has to do basic function of survival to make it on Mars. And I was really intrigued by that. And I loved watching it. But at every single turn, I was just like, man. So if you had that thought. I'm in bad shape. You immediately flushed it. It was like, that is, I can't do that. I couldn't I related to his sense of humor. I think maybe there's there's a point whenever he, he, you know. He's got to do some self-doctoring, you know, if he gets hurt, he's got to take care of himself. He's all mm-hmm. by himself. I think maybe I could do that. But how I related to him is that he is a human. I am also a human. So yeah, basic DNA, right? Like basic. But that's purposeful. Like the humanity, they purposefully uh, have mistakes that he makes in the movie as well, where <laughs> we get to see his humanity and he'll even say, you know, well, that was stupid. I'm a moron. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and boy, yeah. that just puts you right on that level where you're like, yeah, yeah, we're still human. We're still trying to figure stuff out, you know? But the mistakes he makes and he, why he explains why, I'm like, I never would have figured it out. No. I never would have figured it out. I would have never made it, period. <laughs> Whenever you say, is he relatable, I think you can say he's relatable on the f- in the fact he has human qualities. He's not a robot that's figuring out these problems. He's still like, right. he hates disco music. He is like, he ha- every single astronaut, they all have that rock star mentality like I was talking about. Like they think that they're 
above and beyond the best people in the world. And there's a reason why is it because 99% of the time they are not only <laughs> yeah. just their persona, but also the knowledge they possess. And that is, you have to be smart to go to space. Speaking of that, Brenton mentioned uh, Elon Musk in the comments, yes. you know, like that he would be the one that would figure those things. I, by the way, I already figured them out. Elon doesn't need to, but yeah. if, you know, for some reason my heavy boots don't work, Elon Musk, you know, is one of those guys who just go, Oh, are you talking about like the Zelda boots? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, Zelda the, boots. In the in the Zora tunic, you get those two things, you're and, good to go. and you're good to go. All you gotta do. So Nintendo solved the problem. Is play Wind Waker, and you'll be all set. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you know, like you think of like the Tesla automobiles that he makes and those kind of things. So, I want one. yeah, so. everyone wants a Tesla, mm-hmm. but not everybody wants to go to space. So let's talk performances. Matt Damon, uh, A plus. Yeah, today. Oscar contender. I think I think possibly, yeah. I loved his performance. I loved all the performances. I thought it was really, really good. Any stand out to you guys beyond his, obviously? You were asking me. Now I remember what one of my critiques was. I did not like one of the performances by somebody. I uh, will uh, please lay it on us. Donald Glover's did not like his character. It was which totally, one was Donald Glover? He was the um, kid who found out how to bring. He used this, with the idea yeah. of how to bring him home. He was the one that was sleeping on the cot? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Because I think in the, uh, like I like I said earlier, I can differentiate between a book and a movie as long as the choice you make serves a purpose and it's better or just as good as the decision that was made in the book. And I don't like how they made him out to be this weird, crazy, out of their character. Okay, interesting. I, I, I took it as that kind of person that is so into the problem solving and the mathematics and the numbers crunching and all that, that he didn't care about the real world. Like he was socially inept in that way. What's the actor's name that played the director of NASA? Uh, There was director of NASA. Director of the mission or director of NASA? Jeff Daniels was the director of NASA. Main, main guy. He had his... Pen taken out of his yes. Yes. Okay. Jeff Daniels. I really liked his oh, he's performance. Great. Oh, he's great. I love but, Jeff and Daniels. And I can't remember the last thing. I think the last Dumb thing I Dumber. saw him in. That's it. That's it. Isn't he's that amazing? That guy. He's a great he's actor. He's that one guy from that one thing. Well, I really, like, I always loved Jeff With Daniels. With a terrible haircut. Yes. His newsroom. He to had me. to go potty. Yeah, and that's it was what really I was going to say. I always loved Jeff Daniels. And then when he did Newsroom, it went to another level for me. Victor he knows. is incredible on Newsroom. One of the smartest shows of all time. Yeah. Sorkin, man. But uh, yeah, Aaron Sorkin. That's I thought all. his performance was really, really good. I did too. Um, I like Sean Bean's performance a lot, as well as Chutel Edgy Force. I I can't I can't I can't say what I was just gonna say because it's a spoiler. Spoiler. Ugh, I know what I you're gonna say. Down. I gotta write it down. I don't. Otherwise, I'll forget it. I okay. Think you and it. I have the same spoiler. Write it down. Uh, I was not impressed with Sean Bean's performance. Really? Really? Yeah. I there was something. I think I've just seen him do yep. do the <laughs> yep. same thing. <laughs> In most, oh, well, you got to share around the table. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly wait. what I was going to say. I can't wait to, to yeah. hit this one in the spoilers. Oh, wait, we're real showing quick. it. In... Uh, okay. Okay. Um, that's a tease. Uh, so, anyways, I uh, what was I even saying? Because that's really funny. You were saying that you were not a fan of Sean Bean's performance. I when I see him in movies, he seems to be the same in each of his characters, and I didn't. I just haven't seen him branch out yet. And in this one, I just felt like again, it was just kind of that. Same kind of downplayed, under the surface. He's a character actor. He has that one character that he has perfected, and that's what he's cast as. Yeah. Do you think that somebody would give him a shot of being just a a Something else? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
I just um, think he does that character. I'm amazing. abandoning. I, I just can't not be in the chat. It is making me crazy. I'm I noticed in the chat. I love talking to everybody and I have bad enough vision that I can't see it from here. So I'm 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 out. I'm out of periscope. Guys, I love you up there. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you so much. Going in the chat. Um, so yeah. Any other pros or cons that you thought about during the movie? Uh there's just so many pros that you can't really talk it's it's a weird, it's a doesn't seem it, but it's a spoiler heavy movie. It really is. You can't talk about this movie without going into too many spoilers without yeah, being extremely generic. So, great performances, great story, great heart, and yeah, I, I'm trying to think of things I can say, but every single thing I think of is spoiler. Yeah. So I think my one last thing, let's go ahead and go around and do one last, one thing. last thing. We'll okay. do one last thing about the movie. My one last thing is I thought they were very creative about stretching the PG-13 rating to include more profanity. Like, they were very creative. That was PG-13? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, think about it. There really the wasn't a lot of... The first word of the movie is an F-bomb. Well, and, and it is the only PG-13 movie where I've seen in a long time, maybe maybe ever, that it was allowed two F-bombs. Yeah. There are two F-bombs in the movie. And, by the way, this is all, you know, whatever, the M MPAA is that, you know... Yeah. I mean, the whole system is kind of a joke but it's really interesting to watch kind of how they do things and then they got really creative about insinuating swearing through the rest of the movie like there yeah. were moments where it was muted but you could tell exactly what they were saying i'd yeah. just like to add i completely understand dropping the f-bomb if you're left on mars <laughs> totally yeah. acceptable the mpaa does not though. i mean that is a very very serious situation and sometimes there are Danae's like i've got my list that's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed. There are there are times to be very specific with your cursing. <laughs> that is one. <laughs> Ida is very correct. Sometimes there are just no other words. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. literally, literally in this movie. Um, so I was that was my one last thing is I thought they were creative with that. Uh, and there also is nudity in this, which there isn't usually in a PG thirteen. But again, it's story specific. Yeah, you know, and it's definitely there for a very nudity from you see you see the backside. Yeah, not yeah. not full frontal or yeah. anything, yeah. but it's yeah. but it's important to the story and kind of showing what's going on. And, and can't necessarily talk about it uh, until we get to the spoiler. But I would just you know. I just it was interesting to me the way they creatively worked their way around that. Uh, last thing for me, I love how the movie is able to give us something that happens to him that for the rest of us would seem like an insurmountable task. But for some reason, you know in the back of your head, he is smart enough to do it. And you get really excited whenever something happens. You're like, I want to know how he's going to get out of this. And it really, every single time something happens, it draws you back in and it makes you that more excited. You're like, this guy is amazing. I love that. Today, what's your one last thing? My one last thing is just a reminder, this is not a true story. <laughs> yes, uh, I had to tell people that. That's so, so sad. But this, you know what? It feels so much like Apollo it 13. Really did. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Like I that whole. Seen Apollo 13. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what's funny? I'm sorry. What's funny I'm about sorry. this? This this is a running uh, gag on the on the podcast. Danae, it shouldn't be. She doesn't. She doesn't. She hasn't seen movies. What's funny is there's going to be a a fulcrum point in your life where you didn't see any movies before mm -hmm. a certain point, yeah. and then you saw 
every movie, movie that came out. It's, it's already terrible. And and no, this fulcrum point in your life, you'll be <laughs> looked back and people will be like, man, you are really well versed in modern cinema. And you'll just be like, yeah, and there's only going to be Aaron's fault. <laughs> and all of the all of the fans, all of my friends, all of my family will know it was only because of doing this show. I only go see movies to talk about them with you guys. I've said it once. I've said it more than once. I will say it again. I will say it every time. That's what makes you so valuable to the conversation. One of the things. Until someday I've seen too many. I'm not valuable. <laughs> and then you're fired. And, and then I'll be replaced. Find... And I got to find somebody else who doesn't watch movies. there's another girl out there that just doesn't like movies. Blah, blah, blah. I said one of many things oh, right, right. that makes you amazing on the show. So, uh, so yes, Apollo 13 feels like something that really could have happened the way they problem solved. And, that is and a true story. That's right. And that's this movie just feels a lot like that. So Jim Lovell, one of my heroes. Overall... Uh, we all loved it. I think we're all in the A range, probably, yep. if we were Go to give it a grade. Ah, C plus. Movie of the year. <laughs> movie of the year. C plus. C plus. All After right, this it... movie, I walked out to my car, and it was late. I was tired. I could not figure out how to work my heater. I have had this car for many years now. And you knew what Watney felt like on Mars. Oh, it's and so I was cold. Like, I said, yep. Just another reminder, I would never make it. <laughs> but you didn't have any plutonium with you? Before we get into um, Heroes, Reborn. To Heroes Reborn, have you noticed that trend in Hollywood lately of, you know, when you look back at like Star Wars, Star Trek, all these space films, they make it look so effortless. But lately, every single movie that's dealt with space has just been a reminder of how incredibly dangerous it is mm. for humans. Yeah, like when you look at Interstellar, gravity, and now this, it just looks like this is—it's not meant for humans. And it's—and that is why I would never go. And I think you guys are crazy. But here's the thing: the ocean was that way. You know, I'd rather go to space than the ocean. Well, yes, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, there used to be a time when all of humanity looked at the ocean and said that place will kill us all. Like we can't go there. And now that's kind of ho hum. Then it was air travel was that way you know getting something flying in the air was certain death and now it's ho-hum i just wonder will i just there don't be a want day anyone to judge me when space will be ho-hum for being the person that just likes to be on earth <laughs> your space is my ocean i'm scared to death of the ocean i really am i think it's also ocean Danae's is also ocean. ocean oh really yeah, oh, okay. yeah yeah i like i like to be on earth it, there's something about having some solidness underneath you. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about Stephen King's worm movie. Sand, I wonder. Sandworm. What was that? What was that movie? Tremors. Oh, was Tremor, Tremors wasn't. Langoliers was Stephen King. Yeah, yeah I don't think was, Tremors was, was, was a Stephen King, King movie. King? I don't think no. so. What? No. It was a Kevin Bacon movie. It was <laughs> Kevin Bacon, yeah. Why did I just think of that? No, no, there's a wormies under my but, leg. I wonder if that is because you guys are from Ugh. landlocked. Like, because I grew up in Michigan with water, like, all around. I'm not scared of water at all. I have a reason why I'm scared of the ocean, but it's too long of a story to go into. Maybe next time. Yeah. But uh, I do like what you said about how the ocean was this insurmountable thing. And now, like you said, it's ho-hum. But, uh, yeah, think about it. Human beings went from not knowing how to fly to p putting a man on the moon in 66 years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 1903, Wright Brothers, 1969, the first moon landing. 66 years we did that. We were stuck to the ground, and then 66 years later, we're walking on the moon. That's insane. Yeah. I just want to work on levitation. Yeah. Although, although my son informed me 
that uh, the moon landing was a hoax. So oh, no. he's been watching too much YouTube. He really <laughs> I has. Took away, I took away his tablet. Yes, good for you. <laughs> Every bit of information that child gives you is something he saw on YouTube. <laughs> Speaking of levitation, Heroes Reborn. Yeah, we'll get into that first. I want to talk a little bit uh, about how you can kind of keep things going here. Ah, yes. Uh, with our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Yep, you can also find a quick link at our website. That's AaronandDanae.com. Click on Patreon. This is how the show happens. We're completely fan-supported and fan-funded. And thank you so much to our fans for making it possible. Today, we're going to be thanking Ida. Ida, thank you so much for your support of this podcast, making it something that goes every single week. Right now, we're two days a week. Our goal, our next goal, is three days a week. Mm -hmm. And we are inching closer and closer to that goal with your help. So whether you can give a dollar a month, $10 a month, $30 a month, whatever it is, there are perks for every giving level, and you can see more about that at the website. Again, there's a quick link at AaronAndDanae.com. Click on Patreon, and you can read about that there. If you and everyone else listening live right now decided to give a dollar or another dollar a month, uh, we would be very, very close to that goal. And if everybody listening on podcast did, we would be beyond. So, you know, that's that's how simple it is. One dollar every single month. And we ask you to help keep it going if you love it. And just a reminder, the next podcast that we are going to be launching will be on Wednesdays at noon and it will be the new Music Digest. So we'll be listening to music with you every single week once we hit that goal. There you go. All right. Into Heroes Reborn. I was going to play a clip, but I couldn't find any that weren't absolutely ridiculous. So let's just go <laughs> into I the watched show. this today. Yeah, you did. So oh, let's start darn. with your initial thoughts. <laughs> were, were you going to tease her about not having seen it? No, because remember last night we said that if she didn't watch it, you and I were going to rank something. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, but... I had an incentive to watch it <laughs> so that you guys didn't geek off about your ranking of your lists and such. So... Tell us, Danae, what are your initial thoughts? You're just fresh from it. I am fresh from it. I watched it just a couple of hours ago, and I was I was not impressed with it in some ways. And then in other ways, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is a really well-made show. You know, there's some shows that I watch that are kind of cheaply made. You know, mm. they, don't, they don't have fun sets. You're, you know, the camera work is a little bad. The costuming is a little weird. The acting is a little off. And in this one, I'm noticing that they have a really, obviously, a good budget, you're taken to a lot of different places. You're, you know, zipped around to these different scenes. You've got all these different characters coming together. And in that way, I think it has a lot of potential. But my very first initial reaction was kind of like, what is going on? And there's a level of confusion. I love puzzles. So I'm curious if they're going to keep my puzzle brain in involved somehow. But the very first episode is pretty much just like June 13th, something, something. And then it's like seven weeks before that. Two weeks after that, four weeks before that, three weeks. Three like, days and three hours we? after that. <laughs> where are we in time? Like, give me some sort of a visual to understand where we are if this is important information. Otherwise, I just, like, why even put it up there? Well, also at so, a time when you don't know anybody either. Then, yeah, so you're, you're confused about time reference. You're also confused about character references. You're confused mm -hmm. about a lot of that stuff. Uh, just to kind of clear up any confusion there might be, this is not a remake of the Heroes uh, series. It is a relaunch of the same universe uh yeah. down the road there are some characters that are the same um there are many characters that are different including uh zachary levi who you may remember as chuck uh it's, is one of the main characters it's it's not it's like a they're going back into this world they're revisiting this world mm -hmm. so just a little bit of time has passed since heroes ended and of course we're dealing with a lot of the same themes as the original about being different and being uh outcast because you're different and what happens in a world 
um, you know, where that happens. And of course, there's bigger sci-fi things going on as well that we don't know a lot about yet because we are two episodes in or one long episode, depending on how you watched it. Yeah. Uh, the BDG asked, do you need to watch Heroes before you watch Heroes Reborn? My answer would be yes. I think absolutely yes. Because I was not a fan of the original Heroes show. I only watched three episodes and then I quit. And then whenever you said, hey, we should watch this, so I watched it. I knew Noah Bennett, Jack mm-hmm. Coleman, the main guy, he plays Hayden Penetier's father in the original show, right? Yeah, yeah. the cheerleader's dad. Okay, Claire, yeah. I think, is her name. And Works uh, at Primatech, the paper company slash Evo researchers. Yes, and he is the main protagonist in this show, so I knew him going into this. But everybody else, I didn't know who was in the original show and who was new, and I don't think that you can jump into this show without having a firm grasp of what happened in the last show. Now, I didn't actually finish the series, though. And so I'm wondering if I need to go back and kind of see where we left off. I don't know what happened to Skylar. I, you... I don't know what happened. Where I where I stopped watching was basically when the universe shifts and all of a sudden, um, what's his name, has like a samurai sword on his back. Hero. Hero. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I haven't, I didn't see anything after that. So was that I don't second know if I season? Should, Did you no, watch a full first season? I think I watched the first full season, but it got to some point, and I, I went in a little bit in after that, mm-hmm. um, where we're confused about whether they're still aligned with good or neutral or evil. Mm-hmm. There's like some confusion about their intention at some point in time. In the original series, we're in still the original talking about. series, yeah. 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 And so I stopped watching it because I, I lost interest. I'm wondering if I either need to go read up on it on the internet or if I need to go back and watch it. Uh, if you want to stay with it, it might be good background material. But I think if you saw the entire first season, I think you're good. Because I really think what this show relies on is is knowing the universe in a decent way and not necessarily knowing all the ins and outs. Like you mentioned, I don't know what happened to, to Skylar. I don't think yeah. that matters. I really don't think that matters in this series. So I think there are things that you you would be better knowing, but I think most of it is atmospheric and... Uh, and not necessarily storyline. I think they're they're trying to let new fans in. Mm. I think it could attract new fans. Uh, for someone who hasn't seen Heroes, they are trying to introduce um, the concept of people who have been evolving and things like that. So you might be able to go in clean because it's a it's a fresh new storyline. Um, but you're going to be confused about just certain basics about the world, I think. Let me ask this question while I'm thinking about it, and then we'll talk more about the things we liked and the things we didn't. In a new superhero world, okay, think of when Heroes came out originally. What was on TV that was superhero related? Nothing. I don't remember there being much. Nothing. Was I mean, there a Superman or anything like that? Like on the no, CW No, I think Smallville may have Smallville. been finishing up when Heroes started. Uh, I thought I Heroes think, was before Smallville. Because I remember it? when it came out. Yeah, I, I was re- thinking like Lois and Clark may have been <laughs> finishing up when Heroes started. It seems like Heroes it was Heroes came out in 2006. So it was 2006 to 2010. When it came out, I remember thinking like, oh, this is interesting. They're they're accessing that part of humanity where we we want to be special. Yeah, We want to have a special power. We want to be able to fly. We want to have those things. And and I think that's one of the things that I personally find attractive about most, you know, either sci-fi or fantasy storylines where a human is suddenly empowered. Right. You know, with this special ability. And I remember growing up wanting to have, you know, to be special and to have something special. And then, you know, sideline, we are all special. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's just be honest. We all have Rainbow Star. Rainbow the more stars. you know. Yes. The more you know. Um, I so my question then becomes: Now that we're in a world where we're inundated with superheroes, mm-hmm. does the show feel a little like it's been left behind? Yes, I think so too. I just prefer after watching this, I prefer all the other superhero television shows that are currently on, like yes, The I Flash agree. or Arrow. And I'm actually even more excited about Supergirl than Heroes Reborn. So. I, I am more excited about Heroes Reborn than those shows. Well, okay, I, there are aspects of Heroes Reborn I'm more excited about than those shows, mainly being the uh, the number of superheroes interacting with each have. other. Yeah, the versatility you have. But the truth is, the X-Men universe has us satiated with that now. Like, we get X-Men yeah. movies every couple years, you know, we we get, you know, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel stuff even has X-Men type characters in them now, so yeah. it's, it's not something we necessarily need. Perfect quote in chat from Spartanite. When everybody's special... No one is special. <laughs> That's right. That's from Syndrome. Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some specifics that you did or didn't like about Heroes Reborn? By the way, I haven't given my generals. I should do that. I, in general, like it, but I think it's because I have a soft spot in my heart for this universe. Yeah. Okay. It's not about how well the show is done. I can tell you that. I have a lot of problems with, with both the original series, actually, and this series. But there is just something about that universe that really drew me in the first time. And as soon as I started watching this uh the first you know few minutes of Heroes Reborn, I was sucked back in. I was like, I I love this it has place. Has familiar like sounds, a familiar soundtrack. And no other, yeah, no other show has used kind of that Nostalgic. the way they do that music. <laughs> yeah. Well, the original Heroes fell prey to the writer's strike back in two thousand seven and eight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's what was the downfall of it. So. Well, I would I would uh, posit that the writers were on strike even before the official strike on that show. The writing was not the strongest part of that show, yeah. for sure. I, my thoughts on, so when they're starting off this show, there's mm-hmm. a lot of characters. Yeah. And I remember that happening with the first one too. You've got a lot of different things that are going to be interplaying together. And that is a fun thing. It's also fun to figure out like what someone's ability is, you know, to kind mm-hmm. of see all these really interesting uh, ways that people are expressing themselves and to think that humanity has somehow evolved and to be able to have these special abilities and what does that mean for humanity? I think that's where the show is going to try to go is, okay, so these people have evolved. What does that mean? And trying to figure out, you know, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. And that's really what they did in the first one too. Who's a good guy, who's a bad guy? Like the cheerleader's dad. You know, you're really thinking he's a good guy and then, oh no, he's like, really creepy bad guy oh wait or, no, he's good or no, is he good or you can't is he tell. bad yeah so it kind of goes back and forth and you got some just straight up you know this guy is bad you know he's like skylar he's just wackadoo and you know taking people's powers and stuff so that's fun because you're it, it adds a dimension of the storyline where someone's special ability has a way of impacting other characters beyond just normal conversation and and things like that so i think that stuff is fun for me to watch but i agree that maybe because we have so many other television options netflix option options hulu options for shows this one might fall down the line a bit um although i'm hoping that they can bring it to some kind of a conclusion for this world that puts an puts a bow on the story that the show didn't have the ability to have some justice done to it the first time so I'll probably watch it off and on. I I I think I'm enjoying it more than Gotham. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's some things that I'm watching right now just to kind of keep up with that are I don't like at all. So I think I'd 
replace it with one of those for sure. I uh, I think I'm going to keep watching just because I love the world and I am curious about what they're trying to do. I will echo. I think this is really important to echo. This show is confusing as all get out. Like, oh, yeah. it, is, it really you, is. You, it is really confusing. And I don't know if it's ever going to make sense. Yeah, and if it, it does, I don't even know if it's going to be worth it. Like, you I, know, uh, it's it is yeah. hard to follow. It is hard to follow. Um, and not just the time thing, but the, the characters and like there's like, one girl who is it's her power that she can go into a video game. Like, that, I don't, that's where I quit. I'm, I'm that's so where I'm confused. like, I'm done with the show. Yeah. yeah. With it, the video game thing. Cause that took it into a different level of reality. That's like, okay, now this is going into like, yeah, I mean, no, we're already in science fiction. It was, it was a little ridiculous. But yeah. what is that? Yeah. And I think, I think they're, they may be going somewhere, but they're just, they're getting at it in such a weird way. Like they, they took time in the, I don't think this is giving anything away. Cause it's the first 10 minutes of the first episode. They take time to introduce us to like three characters who are then gone within the first 10 minutes of the, yeah. and it's like, wait, why are you doing so much character setup for red shirts? You know, like it just, yeah. it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Red shirts. And maybe that'll Star Trek reference. Nice reference there, Erin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my trekkers like that one. Uh, side note, there is a website that creates red shirt gnomes. <laughs> what? And has them like displayed in different ways of being phasered, you know, like. <laughs> Anyway, nice. Yeah. Very awesome. nice. I'll have to try to find that for you. All right. Uh, can we do one more thing on Heroes Reborn before we go to our buried treasure? Okay. You got one, Andrew? Um, things I did like. Uh, I forget his last name, but his name's Pruitt. Pruitt uh, Taylor he, Vince. Yes, Pruitt Taylor Vince. I, I love every single thing he's in. If there was one thing that was going to keep me going about this show, is to see what his character is all about. Yeah, that's Penny for Your Thoughts guy. The Penny for oh, Your Thoughts guy. That's, I, thank you for bringing that up. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those ways in the first uh, show, when they first started Heroes, that they had those characters that had these weird things going on and you yeah. just wanted to know what it was about. And the Penny guy is that guy. Yeah. I loved his character. If there was one thing that was ever going to keep me going about the show, where if I were to talk to somebody and they're like, oh, no, Pruitt Taylor Vince character, you got to get back in. He goes, whoa. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to get back in now because that would be the one thing. I need to I need to research. It has been a long time. I almost think his character was in the final season of the original series. Oh, really? I, I almost, I, I could be completely yeah. wrong, but it, it struck me when I saw him like, oh, he's back. And I don't remember why I think he was in the original series, but... Okay. Um, but anyways, so, but I loved him as well. That's actually my one more thing is not him, but the, per, there are a couple performances that actually did work for me. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the kid worked. The younger kid that he's following. I yeah. did like him a lot. I yeah, liked him a, a lot. Job. I want to know what happens with him. I care. Like I care about him. I think his development's working well. Yeah. I want to know what happens with him. And I, I am a Zachary Levi apologist. I just, I, it's interesting. He's the, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. main guy of the husband and wife that are hunting Evos. I don't like their characters. I don't all. like I don't like their characters. Uh, I don't like her hard. especially. I exactly, but like him. Well, you shouldn't. No, I mean just she's straight up murderer. <laughs> yeah, but just like the way she performs that character, I'm not a fan of that. But with him, like he's already layering some stuff underneath there, and I think it's cool to see him try to step out of the Chuck vibe, where and you've seen it, him do it in other movies as well, where he's kind of that uh, kind of goofier character. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to see him try to embody something a little more serious. serious. And I, I, I thought he did a good job. Don't really have one more thing for for this one. I can do a completely random thing. There you go. You had a question in, in uh -huh. the comments about whether or not you're watching Doctor Who. 
Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that next time, maybe. Well, I haven't caught up on the newest season. I think they're on episode three or four. Episode right three, now. yeah. Okay, I have to get caught up on a season 10. Is that where we're on it? Or nine? Is I think it's nine. Okay. We uh, The first episode, I've only seen the first episode of the new season. Uh, loved it. Loved it. A lot of people don't like Peter Capaldi. I love Peter Capaldi as Doctor Who. I think he does a great job. Let me just say, never met a doctor I didn't like. Really? Never met a doctor I didn't like. I, I think they all bring something to the role, and I just, I love it. I mean, nobody will ever be David Tennant. He's the man. That's true. But He is uh, the Doctor Who. He is, he is my doctor, but yeah. I, I've never met a doctor I didn't like. I haven't watched Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, oh, you have. You. You I had, watched you had a one bad Doctor episode, Who experience. and I decided to flush it from my mind so that <laughs> I can carry forward with positive experiences, hopefully in the future. I've actually seen like three or four episodes where like, that's the episode you have to show somebody if you want them to be a Doctor Who fan. Well, pass it along, my friend. Well, and I have one. I know the one that, that locked me and my brother. He Was he, it Blink? Huh? Blink. Blink is the one. Yeah. That's Blink's the one. You show somebody Blink. Blink, start on Blink, and then go back and watch them in order. Blink okay. or Midnight. Those are the two. But not, Midnight is great. That's but the not other the one. None. Midnight's the travel Nine. one, where they're in the thing After and they're stuck. Midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are the two. Yeah, those are the two I watched before I started watching them in order. Were Blink and Midnight. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's just kind of common. And the library was really good too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, fine. Let's get fine to today. our buried treasure. <laughs> we're not. Ra- I guess we were kind of ranking stuff. <laughs> we were, and we just promised her that we wouldn't. <laughs> that's so. right. That's right. She saw the show, and we still that's, ranked stuff. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You guys can't help it. It's just part of the natural extension of who you are. Well, if we've already got it out there, we might as well do top five Doctor no. Who episodes. <laughs> okay, Danae, what's your buried treasure? I wanted to do an update on Alias, and I'm glad it kind of came up in the chat because there's okay. there's two things that I wanted to update on. One is Alias. Um, I did finish Alias and I was kind of working my way through that. I finished it like almost a month ago. And of course we went to Florida and life kind of got crazy and we forgot to update on that. So I did finish it. I, everyone kind of said that I was going to be, or that they were disappointed in the final season. Brought your expectations down. I don't know what it happened to the writing, but I feel like maybe Jennifer Garner, did she really get pregnant and it just changed her character change something about Jennifer herself. I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is my interpretation. Mm -hmm. Something changed about her love or involvement of the show. Something shifted because she started to take like a back, like you could kind of see it just, she wasn't as involved in the show. And I think maybe it was because she was really pregnant. I don't know if that's part of why the show kind of fizzled out. Um, They definitely kept trying to add in new things. And I think if they would have let it work a little bit longer and like give it a little bit more time instead of just jumping in and tying things up and then starting another storyline, it kind of would have brought maybe the finale into something more satisfactory because I I wasn't as satisfied as I would have wanted to have been, but I overall really enjoyed the series. I think it's a, I think it's a great show to bring up in this discussion of heroes and other things like this, because it is another example of how hard it is to stick the landing in sci-fi, how hard it is. And I don't know if you even necessarily consider Alias a sci-fi show, but all that Rimbaldi stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like the mystery stuff, uh, it is hard to stick the landing on that stuff. And you see it in the original heroes, the writing fell apart and they were trying to do creative and weird things. Yeah. You see it in X-Files. You just you see it in all these shows where they just kind of fall apart as it keeps going because it's just hard to keep up with that, that mystery. X-Files is another show that's coming back. It is in January. Yep. We'll definitely talk about it then. I did have one more. Do you want me to go now? Or oh, you got a second buried treasure? Well, Whoa. I wanted to give an update because last week I did a, a review okay. on a Daddy Long Legs app. Mm-hmm. I talked about how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find that it's truly awesome? Um, no, I'm still terrible, terrible at it. But 
I was showing it to my friend's daughter. Mm-hmm. I was like, Maria, check out this stupid app. <laughs> Hand it over to her. She gets totally obsessed with it and is just rocking it out. And she is making this daddy long legs walk like a normal thing. And I'm just like, how are you? I, <laughs> so I wanted to say for the record, in all likeliness, it is just my own inability to can't to go play to this Everest, game. can't go to Mars, I can't, be can't a daddy make daddy long legs, long legs walk. <laughs> no, I, can't. I mean, these are just things. This is just my lot in life. Lindsay <laughs> cannot do. Some people really liked it. She got totally obsessed about it and played it nonstop nice. for like two hours. Andrew, you got uh, some buried treasure for us? I do indeed. I just finished playing the closed beta for a video game that's coming out this December. It's called Rainbow Six Siege. All right, how'd you get into a closed beta? Because I'm the man. All right. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, yeah, you was... are the man, by the way. Will Forte is tweeting you, so... I'm not going to lie, that's not the first time Will Forte's tweeted me. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was really cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so the closed beta for Rainbow Six Siege... Um, what I played, I played it before. I played the alpha of it back when I went to RTX this year, Rooster Teeth Expo, even though that's not what it's really called. Anywho, it's not the point. Um, the game is fascinating as long as the mountain of bugs that were in the closed beta are fixed. This is going to be one of the most fun you will have with the first-person shooter because... You know, with the whole thing, like, you hide around a wall so the enemies can't shoot you. Everything in the game is destructible. You shoot through a wall, you can kill the person. If a person's above you, you shoot the floor, and they'll fall through the floor. So it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. As if we lived in a world of drywall. Exactly. So, um, whenever this comes out, December 3rd or 6th, I, I can't remember which day it is. Um, if you're a first-person shooter fan... I would honestly, I would wait and make sure all the bugs that were in these betas are fixed because there were a lot, yeah, a lot of issues with this beta. So, so what what does it do that that a first person shooter hasn't done before? Like you know, we've seen so many you FPSs. You can sure shoot through the walls, Aaron. <laughs> they add a second person. I think that what separates this from a lot of FPSs that are out there right now are the fact that with the ones out there right now, it's gung ho, go by yourself and shoot everything up and you'll rock it this is not if you do that you're dead this is 100 percent team-based co-op if you're not communicating with your team you're not going to make it and even then it's incredibly difficult cool yeah good stuff good stuff that actually reminded me of a point i wanted to make about the martian that i did not get to i can make it very quickly and so i will uh (laughs) this could have been a found footage movie and they decided, oh, but listen, this is what I have been saying over and over again about found footage. You can put found footage in a movie and still make it a great movie. You don't have to rely on the gimmick. And this movie does that. You are watching, quote unquote, footage from inside the movie through a lot of this movie. Yeah. But you're also watching a real movie. I'll, I'll go on that. The book is found footage. It's all his uh, logs. That's all the book is, is. This Thank you for, for not making it a gimmicky found footage movie. I just that meant a lot to me. Yeah, the book is all found footage. It's all his log, like mm-hmm. Soul One Fifty Eight Six Fifty Seven A.M. Right, and then that's what the book is. Yeah. So so it lended itself to that, and I was just I was really pleased. And now I have this as an example of how you do it right. If yes. you want to use it, this is how you do it right. Go see The Martian. Yeah, yes. it's really really good. All right, my uh, my buried treasure is based on you know we were talking about. 
Heroes Reborn and X-Men and this idea of people having strange powers, yes. there is an incredible miniseries that came out. I, I looked it up because I wasn't sure when it came out, uh, and then, then I lost the tab. So anyways, it's gone now. Uh, but it's called The Lost Room, and mm. it is a six-part miniseries about this room that gives people powers when they take objects from this hotel room. And it is mind-blowing, it is fun, it is funny, it is interesting, and does the people with weird powers thing better than anything I've ever seen. What network do you know? I was I do not know. I think it was on oh, it was long. What I was wanted to say again? sci-fi. Sci-fi? I think it was on sci-fi, but it was a while ago. Was the, the, lost the, last, room, lost the Lost Room. room. Okay. So uh if you would if you want to check that out, find a way to, you know find it somewhere i don't even know where you would find it but i just it it brought up to me it stars the guy who was in uh six feet under uh the tv show six feet under michael c hall nope 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 um Wait, was he was six also feet in under? sports night i think he was also in sports night uh the sork the old sorkin uh sports center based show but anyways he's great the the show's great i've you know i've still got a copy uh that i can lend you sometime peter kraus yes okay yes peter kraus so, anyways, that's my buried treasure. It's uh, uh, on North. Amazon right now for two bucks. There you go. There you go. All hey. six, all six episodes. That's what it's saying right now. Two dollars, all six episodes. I'm telling you, uh, worth digging up. That's that's uh, my buried treasure for Fantastic. today. Fantastic. Well, there you go. My interest is peaked. I'll probably buy it. There you go. Was that it? I think that was it. Oh, mm. we're at the end of our little show. Well, thanks guys so much for joining us for another episode of sift pop mm-hmm. please subscribe in itunes or stitcher whatever you wherever you get your podcast that you can listen to the spoilers after you go see the movie the martian which we highly recommend if you've got any comments anything to add uh after this you can always send us your comments and feedback right through our website at aaronanddenae.com and for those that joined us for the live show today, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you also to so many who make this show possible. Uh, thanks to Andrew from Flick Freaks. If you want to check him out, make sure you hit up his uh, his YouTube at Flick Freaks. Where else can people go to find you? Twitter. Everything slash fit. Yeah. Everything. Twitter, Twitch, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, all those forward slash Flick Freaks and Patreon. So I just got my first Patreon supporter the Yay! other day. Yay! People love what you do. His, U- his YouTube name is Clem Media, which is one of the funniest YouTube names. Clem Media? Yes. That is, no, no, that is, that just, is not okay. I just that is that. witty. I just did that. Oh, you didn't know when you said it? I do now. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, um, well, I also just launched a new YouTube channel for video games, let's plays and stuff like that. Game Geeks. Oh, I was going to say, is it is it Sif Phyllis? Is that- oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, that was another guy's idea. I'm just glad that it, it's easy to remember to say that. Hey, we shouldn't talk. You know, the initials for a podcast are STD. So hey, there you go. Yeah. It's not like... Uh, we realized that afterwards. Yes, that was not intentional like, oh. at all. Oopsie. Thanks for checking out uh, this episode of Sif Pop. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we will catch you next time. If you want to hear the spoilers, make sure you subscribe. We'll see you then. The constant energy, the tight turns and bustle of the city. Some are just happy to survive it.
Others were destined to conquer it. The Lexus UX and UX F Sport crossovers with a 33 MPG combined estimate and the most advanced standard safety system in its class. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. 2020 UX versus 2019 and 2020 competitors. Information from manufacturer's websites as of 8 13 2019. 2020 Lexus UX 200, EPA 29 City, 37 Highway, 33 combined MPG estimates. Actual mileage will vary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.